Thanks for joining the Money Happy Hour, where we make every hour a happy hour for your money. I'm Tom, the Savings Captain, and I'm joined by my producer, Radish, the hardest-working dog in podcasting. Hey, in this quick Money Happy Hour shot, I am going to spend some time talking about the Fear and Greed Index. Hey, this has been kind of, uh, I think, a burning thing that's been on my mind the last couple of days, just being online, on social media, and seeing this Fear and Greed Index pop up. I see it in a lot of posts online, and... To me, it just comes across as, yeah, it's a helpful gauge, but I think um, the underlying thing is a lot of people really don't know what it is, what it means. It's almost like kind of using an instrument, something on your dashboard and not exactly knowing what it does. So I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about what it is, the seven things that go into it, uh, not necessarily how to time the market and use it in your favor, but I think I just want to spend a couple minutes talking about what it is and what goes into it. So here we go. So the Fear and Greed Index, if you're not familiar with it, um, it is an index of seven different indicators. And these indicators justify five different levels of emotion in the marketplace. Anything that comes out with a score of 25 below is extreme fear. On the other end of the spectrum, extreme greed is generally anything 75 and above. And that middle slots, those three levels are fear, neutral, and greed, and those composed in 25-point increments, fear, neutral, and greed in the market. So where have we? Where are we now? We're generally below 25. I've seen anything from about 22 to 18, depending on the measures, makes sense, the market has sold off. But where were we just a couple of months ago? I remember seeing extreme greed when we were in July, and that's when the market was doing extremely well. We had a bit of a rally. We were above 84. So what goes into, what are the seven indicators that are used? And this is where I want to spend some time just going through these seven indicators quickly. The first one is an easy to understand one. It's market momentum. And it's it, this is generally looking at the S&P 500 when it's as it's above its moving or rolling average of the prior 125 trading days. So the fear and greed index uses when momentum is slowing as a signal that there's fear in the market. So when the market's falling, of course, it's that rolling 125 day average is going to start is start receding as well. Um, that is signaling current currently in the market fear. Similar to that, but it's different, is stock price strength. And I don't know why I did try to research this. The first measure uses the S&P 500. Um, the next few measures, they use specifically the New York Stock Exchange. Um, I don't know why the delineation is there. But the stock price strength, that's measure number two. And this really accounts for the number of stocks on the New York Stock Exchange making 52-week highs compared to those making 52-week lows. You guessed it again, we're in an extreme fear movement because there's been a lot more stocks breaking and going down to new lows just in the last, well, through the month of September primarily. Um, the next thing is, we've heard this measure come up a bit, stock price breadth. 
And this is how wide a rally is or how narrow a rally is. And think about even on the upside this year, we've had an unusually narrow rally leading the averages up. It was the big, uh, the big seven in the S&P 500 delivering a lot of the results. But this, is, this has been starting to break down. It had showed some strength. It looked like the rally was broadening into July, but it's breaking down again. But again, this is a New York Stock Exchange derived uh, number where it's basically looking at the, the number of shares that are falling or negative compared to those that are, rot, that are rising. So on a share level basis, the breadth has been negative, signaling extreme fear. Um, next, we're going to look at options. So these are these are bets that traders are making, puts that something is going to go down, calls that something is going to go up. And when the ratio of puts and calls gets out of whack, and it's been breaking down recently, there's been a lot there's been a lot more bearish opinion out there. Puts um, the ratio is also signaling fear currently. This is a measure that it gets forgotten about sometimes until it's not forgotten about, and that's VIX. And you probably hadn't heard much about VIX through most of 2023. It was a very benign period. The VIX level was almost flat uh, down at historical lows, but VIX measures market volatility. And there really was no volatility um, we had a brief period in the banking crisis in March. Things went high, but quickly got very subdued right from April up until you know, just a few weeks ago in the month of September. But that has been marching on the rise, still relatively low in the 20 range. It had previously been around 12 to 15, just historically low. Um, when you start getting into 25 or 30, that's when there's extreme uh, fear in the markets. There's extreme volatility. You know it. That's when, that's when the stock market is covered on. <laughs> when I always, I always get worried when the stock market's covered on places like the Today Show and Good Morning America when they're talking about it. Uh, that's when I know there's there's a lot of volatility in the market. Um, the next two components that go into this are safe haven demand and junk bond demand. So let's go into that real briefly. These are interesting. So safe haven demand is signaling extreme fear right now. And that's, think of it this way. It's a 20-day, it's looking at the 20-day stock and bond returns. So if you believe money goes where it's treated best, and if people think they're going to do better in stocks long-term than bonds which they will historically, when that breaks down on a short-term basis, a 20-day period, what that's basically saying to you is people are leaving the stock market because they, they want a return, not potentially the chance of no return or a lost return. So that has been going down as well. More people have been flocking to a risk-free rate of return and things like bonds as opposed to Stocks, which might not offer the same relative safety, and even dividend stocks, things like that are breaking down. This next one's pretty interesting. This is junk, junk bond demand, and I suspect a lot of people um, didn't know that this was one of the seven components. I'll share. I didn't know that uh, until I looked into this a little more deeply. 
but junk bonds, they're, you know, they're, they're a low credit rating. Think of, think of junk bonds as almost like a, a, a an individual with a low, um, uh, credit score. So that these are, this is the risky basket of debt that's out there in the marketplace. And this has been dropping pretty precipitously through, uh, August. It really started breaking down. And it is showing that there is extreme greed right now in the market where people are, I don't understand it. I have to go into a little bit more. It, it just doesn't make sense when we've got rates that are rising and some of these issuers might have a hard time remaining solvent while why that's showing greed. I would think intuitively it would be the other way around looking at all the macro things that are going out there in the economy. So those are the seven components that go into it. I shared the five indicators. I'm going to share a thought or two and just wrap this quick up, this quick update up. So I'm not bringing this up to say, hey, this is how you can beat the market. Just look at this index. It's actually the opposite. The thing that concerns me um, a lot are posts that I see out there. It's a great time to buy. The we're at a fear level in the market. I mean, that might be true, but it might not be true. I think it's only a great time to buy ultimately when you understand what your goals are, where you're going to, and what you want to accomplish. A lot of individual stocks are dropping right now, and I'll say it's it's probably not a good time to buy them. Look a little bit deeper. Go deeper than just some colorful look, looking dial that's... Uh, that you see on Twitter or on social media or somewhere, uh, go deeper. Look at what you're actually buying, if it's an individual stock especially, because there could be something underneath uh, the hood in the company's fundamentals that this type of market is exposing it a little bit more, and it might not come back when the market recovers. I think a very useful tool is if I was actually trying to time contributions if I had money sitting on the side and I was going into a diversified index fund, an ETF, that makes a little bit more sense because you're taking a broader swath with those dollars. And uh, buying on pullbacks is generally, um, you know, generally pays off for you over time. But just want to spend a few minutes talking a little bit about that today. Please leave comments. Send me a message on Twitter. You know where to find me at the Savings Captain. Do you agree with this? How do you use the fear and greed index? Is it something you even look at? If you look at it, do you understand it? Hopefully you do a little bit more today. Been my pleasure. Thanks for listening. And until we meet again, make every hour your money happy hour. Thank you so much.